You're listening to the Exhibitionist Podcast, hosted by Nicola Reader and brought to you by InspiringExhibitors.com and ProExtra, a wholly owned subsidiary of 12th Man Solutions Limited. And welcome to episode 18 of the Exhibitionist, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicola Reader, and thank you once again for joining us. It's great to have you listening in. Very shortly on this episode, we will be handing over to a conversation we had with Marlon Doyley, who recently won an Exhibition News Award for Best Newcomer of the Year. And he'll be talking to us about what he thinks it means when the judges said that he just got it in terms of the exhibition industry. Before we get to that conversation, though, I just wanted to reflect on a conversation we were having with somebody in the last couple of weeks that we thought might be useful to all of our listeners. And that's around staffing and how you make the decision about whether you need technical staff on your team or whether you need people who are good at exhibitions. And if you've got the luxury of having a big stand that requires a number of people, you've probably got the opportunity to have both. But if you're on a smaller stand, say maybe just a three by three shell, and actually probably more than two or three people on your squad starts to look quite cluttered, how do you make the call between having somebody who's very technically knowledgeable and can therefore answer the questions that visitors might have about the intricacies of your product or service versus actually somebody who's just very good at exhibitions and filtering and getting to the point where you know if this person, this visitor can add some value to your business. So how do you make the decision? Well, in so many ways, as with any exhibition, it's about those smart objectives that you set right back at the very beginning of the planning process and thinking about what is it we're actually wanting to get out of this show and who are we likely to attract? So it may be that you go into a show thinking, we have a new product or service and actually what we want to do is just gather the information of a large number of people who potentially could be interested in our product. And therefore, it's more about understanding a business, understanding if your product has a role to play in helping their business, and if it is, getting the right contact details to then follow that conversation up at a later date and hopefully meet for that coffee and a chat and convert it to a sale. If you're in a different situation, however, where perhaps you already have a product in the market and what you're taking to the show is an enhancement or the next version or an update... And actually the benefits of those changes to the product or the service are that it is something technical that you've resolved a glitch or you've made it faster or you've made it more efficient. Then actually maybe the technical expert is the person that you need on the stand because the visitors that you want to get there are the ones who are already familiar but might have some really in-depth questions about the changes they'll need to make in their business or their software or their machines or processes to incorporate whatever it is that's new that you're offering. So it really is about those smart objectives. And once you know what it is you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to attract, it then becomes down to your pre-show marketing, where you start to think about who are we trying to connect with. So again, if you're trying to get that scale, then a lot of people who have an interest in what you're doing but don't need the technicalities, you might spread your message quite widely through Trade Press, for example, where you can talk to a lot of people and not just people who are coming to the show, but people who are just reading the magazine in general. But if you're in that much more technical space where you're looking to existing customers or existing users of a similar product who will have that very specific technical information, actually maybe your pre-show marketing then needs to be much more targeted, much more direct to get those people along so that they know that they're coming along 
to hear and speak to you about something that is significantly going to add value to them and to their proposition. So depending on which objective you've got and what you're wanting to achieve from a show, it will probably help you define exactly the role that you need your squad to play on the stand and therefore how best you can help train them before the show in terms of opening questions and the filtering process and what people are likely going to be coming and asking you on the stand. Staffing is a really, really tricky issue and as I say, the smaller your stand, the more difficult it becomes because you don't have that luxury of being able to have six or seven or eight people who can all play a different role. And that again is where training and role assignment can really, really help in just understanding who's going to be doing what. And when we get those questions, whether it's from um, the press, uh, from social media, from suppliers, from event organisers, from visitors with very technical questions, even if there's only three of you in your squad, are you really clear about how you're going to respond to those queries or who you're going to hand that person on to? So hopefully that gives you some inspiration and some ideas about how you can start to balance your squad and who you might need in your stand, depending on what your different objectives are going to be. Staffing is a really, really tricky issue to get right, and sometimes you don't always have the opportunity to choose who's going to be on your stand. But definitely by training and supporting your team before the show, you've got the chance to ensure that you're all on the same page, you're working towards the same objectives, and everybody knows which role it is that they're going to be playing. We definitely help out a lot of our clients with staffing, whether that's providing actual people, boots on the ground, to be at a show for you, or whether it's just some advice on how best to coach and bring out the best of your squad. So if you need any help, please do get in touch with us. We love those workshops where we can come in and help train your team, your squad, so that they're ready for a brilliant day one of the show. So now we're going to hand over to this week's conversation, which was with Marlon Doyley, who was a little bit nervous speaking to us, and um, hopefully we're not that scary. But he recently won an Exhibition News Award for Best Newcomer of the Year, and I think very often we talk to people who've been established in the industry for a number of years and are very confident about their role. And sometimes we can forget that although we're a really close industry and that's fantastic, for new talent coming in, maybe sometimes it's a little bit difficult and maybe it's a little bit intimidating and for them to find their feet and understand this crazy world that we work in. So hopefully Marlon's going to share with us through this conversation some of the things that he found great about joining the industry, but also some of the things that could maybe help other new recruits into the industry. So enjoy the conversation. So on this week's episode of the podcast, we are delighted to be joined by the award-winning Marlon Doyley, who is Delegate Sales Manager of the London Vet Show, a show that is produced by Closer Still Media. So Marlon, welcome to the show. Hi. So thank you so much for joining us today, Marlon. And before we get into the exciting details of your award win, do you want to just give our listeners a little bit of background introduction to your previous career history and what you do in your current role? Um, yeah, so um, as you know, um, I'm a delegate sales um, manager uh, for the London Vet Show. Um, so my role um, essentially is uh, to contact uh, the delegates, uh, to invite them along to the show itself. Um, so just to give you a, a little idea of uh, the people I'm actually contacting, um, I'll contact, say, various various uh, practices uh, to get in contact with the vets, nurses, uh, owners, uh, directors, um, to invite them along to the show. So um, at the show, there'll be content there for everyone. Um, so my job is to um, explain to them what content they'll be able to receive. 
um, and to get that, more, most importantly, um, to gain uh, the training. So um, they attend the show uh, to get CPD revalidation. Um, so this is something um, that's needed um, in order for them to carry on uh, practicing. Um, if they don't have it, um, then of course, um, it, it means that they can't practice. Um, so at our show, they'll be able to get that training um, as well as uh, meet various suppliers um, who have, uh, say, products and services uh, for the practice. Brilliant. And how long have you been in your current role? Um, I have actually um, just recently moved into that role um, as of, uh, I believe it was, uh, towards the end of March. Um, so before that, uh, my role, again, um, was the same, um, but on a different show, uh, which was um, the Acute and General Medicine Conference. So it's the same concept, um, but um, the target audience, um, of everyone it was that I was contacting, um, were mainly hospital doctors, um, as well as um, registered uh, clinical nurses. Um, again, uh, the same concept uh, for them to come and get that training uh, that's needed um, so they're able to continue to practice um, and also meet suppliers um, who, again, have products and services, uh, say, for the hospitals. So we alluded in the introduction to the fact that you are an award winner and your most recent award win is with Exhibition News, where you won the Best Newcomer of the Year category. So congratulations on that. Thank you. In the write-up to your awards win, the judges talked about your ability to just get it. So what do you think, in the context of exhibitions and live events, that just getting it actually means? I think it, I think it, um, it just had something to do with my desire not to give up. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in try, try, try again um, until you get it right. And... Um, I've moved around um, within the business um, to different departments or say it, I've floated between two departments um, and it was just a case where I tried something new um, it didn't work for me um, and then I was then presented with this opportunity um, and I just grabbed it with both hands and, and tried my best um, so um, I, I literally just done everything I could. So whether, whether that meant coming in early, staying late, um, various deadlines, um, you know, I was all for it. It was always it was always about hitting the target. So um, I, I think that's what they were they were referring to um, when they mentioned about just getting it. So quite tenacious and enthusiastic. But thinking back, what was it that first interested you in coming into the events industry? Um, well, my previous um, role before I uh, joined Closer Still, um, it was for a recruitment company. Um, and the recruitment company that it was for um, was for nurses. So I enjoyed um, the fact that I was speaking to nurses and able to help them um, gain work. Um, so things got a bit sticky say and um a friend of mine um told me about the events company and thought that I would be good um and I, I I it was something I've never done before so um I wasn't too sure myself but um he told me um you know I, I think you'll be good 
I think you'll be good. And things got sticky, as I said, and I got in contact with him to find out if there was any roles available. Um, at that time, he said there wasn't anything. Um, so I said, oh, just keep me updated. Um, and he called me the next day um, and said, something's popped up. Um, when can you come for an interview? Um, so I came as soon as I could. Um, and then eventually um, I joined the company. Um, so upon having that interview itself, um, in that interview, I was explained the role um, of what it is that I would be doing. Um, and I thought it sounded okay. I thought let, I, maybe it's something I can do. Let, let me give it a go and see, see how things went. And um, things, things went really well. Um, so yeah, no, no complaints whatsoever. It's really interesting. We so often talk to people who have fallen into the industry by accident. We don't often hear of many people who've proactively planned perhaps to come into events and exhibitions. So you were a real newcomer from day one. Based on that, what surprised you most about the industry since you joined? I think it's my my perception um, in regards to what what the role um, is. Before, I always thought, um, you know, it, it would be a, a conference um, in regards to, say, maybe 100 people. And um, it, it would just basically be cold calling um, and trying to get people to um, come along to the conference itself. Um, but I think what's really uh, surprised me is that um, all, of the, all of the events that we actually run um, it's to do with training. Um, so whether it's um, for technology, whether it's healthcare, or currently I'm on the London Vet Show, um, so for the vets, um, this we're actually providing the service that they need, um, and it's very important. So it's something that they need they need to do. Um, but of course, there are many options. Um, but again, um, knowing that. Um, for example, the London Vet Show, um, it's the largest in Europe. So, you know, knowing that I, I'm currently working on a show that is the largest in Europe. And, and again, it's not just, say, um, inviting anyone along. Um, you're actually inviting certain people. Um, and the reason that they that they need to attend um, is to get that training. Um, and then as well as getting that training, um, they're able to... Um, meet up with different suppliers to get um, products and services so the main thing for me I'd say is just knowing that what it is I'm doing um, is definitely worthwhile um, I actually am helping someone um, maybe you know it, it's a role that I can't do it's not something that I do I, I'm not a vet myself um, but just knowing that I'm able to put the vets in contact with the training that they need um, as well as um, meeting those suppliers um, gives me satisfaction. So I think that's what really surprised me um, about joining uh, the industry. Yeah, I think historically the perception has always been that exhibitions are quite transactional and it's all about the supplier and the visitor having a, a business transactional conversation. But increasingly we're hearing about visitors who want to come along and consume content that is driving knowledge or learning or engagement or education or even this word edutainment people want to learn but they want to be entertained at the same time and certainly festivalization is a word that's creeping in definitely to the events industry 
where people are wanting to consume that content in different ways and it's really driving a, a change in away from it just being a, a pure transaction between a visitor and a supplier and, and visitors are looking for a much more engaging and prolonged experience at an event or a trade show. So thinking about your entry into the industry, what would you change to make it easier for great new talent or people outside of the industry to, to come in and be part of events and exhibitions? What would you like to have seen done differently that would have made it easier for people from other sectors to actually come in and join us within the event industry? I would say, I'd say give people a chance. Whether, whether they have experience or not, I'd definitely say give, give people a chance. I, I, I know for sure um, at Closer Still, it's a, it's a company where when I joined, um, I had people around me who had experience, but I also had people around me who um, had no experience whatsoever. Um, we, you know, there, there was, there's, there's been, say, graduates. Um, there's people that have, say, never um, gone to university. Um, like like myself, um, some people who have never spoken to um, or had a job on the phone um, before. But this company, um, it's not based. It's not based solely on experience. Um, a lot of the time, um, you know, when speaking to um, say the manager about um, new members of staff that are needed, um, a lot of the time it's just. Let me just call this person, have a conversation, and let's see how the conversation goes. Um, so as long as that person's able to have a conversation, um, then you know that it's more than likely that they could be considered for the role. Um, because I think that that is really uh, important. When you're actually having a conversation with someone um, and you're trying to um, you know, let them know uh, the reasons as to why they should attend, um, it's important for that person not to feel as if you're just trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's better um, to come across um, completely honest. Um, and I feel that this company, uh, Closer Still, um, allows people um, with, whether you have experience or whether you don't have experience, um, for you to be given an opportunity just purely on the basis of that you're able to have a conversation with someone and you come across as honest um, because you you need to ensure that the person you're speaking to, um, you know, they trust what it is that you're saying um, in order for them to actually attend. And then by all means, once they do attend, um, then they're able to see everything for themselves with their own eyes. So um, again, it's, um, I'd, I'd, I would encourage, um, you know, every company um, to say, give people a chance, whether they have experience or not. I think that's a really great message. I think whoever you are in the industry and however long you've been working in it, whether you come into the industry at 20 or 30 or 40, we've all been there at day one and had to start from the beginning where we knew absolutely nothing and you've just got to start learning. And I know Closer Still Media gave you a great opportunity and supported you when you came into the industry to help you learn about some of the little intricacies and, and things that happen in the in the events industry. But what advice would you then give to other event organisers who are recruiting new talent from outside our industry? 
that could really help those new recruits and nurture talent and make sure that people are getting the best out of their experience? What, what would you want event organisers to do to help new people coming into their businesses? It's always best to be open and honest. So when I um, arrived um, in the company, uh, the first show that I worked on, um, my target audience was uh, for GPs and practice managers um, for one of our events uh, called Health Plus Care. And at first, I did find it um, a bit hard um, in order to get through uh, to the people I need to speak to. Um, but I was always told that if I have any problem, no matter how big or small, come to us and speak to us about it. Um, so I did. Um, so, I, you know, again, I, I've just started and I'm, I'm encountering uh, a few issues. Um, so I wanted to uh, speak about those issues and try and get them addressed. And um, I received um, a lot of uh, support um, and help in um, new ways um, to improve um, my calls and uh, the way it is that I deliver my message. Um, and it went it went really well. So I, I've always I've never been I've never been left alone. Um, I've always I've always had um, you know somebody to speak to. Um, and then in doing that, again, as I said, um, other opportunities did arise. Um, so I then um, went into the sales department um, just to help out um, on one of the magazines. Um, again, I received a lot of um, help um, from one of the, um, I, I'd basically say he's one of, one of my mentors. Um, so I received a lot of help from him. Um, then I moved back down the stairs, um, back into telemarketing, um, again, to work on another show, um, went back into sales again. Um, and then when I went back into sales, um, at the time um, I was planning for um, my um, wedding. Um, so it was a bit of a, a hectic time and um, you know, things did get on top of me a little bit. Um, and they could see that. So they didn't say, um, you know, just push me out the door. Um, they then gave me the opportunity of coming back um, down into telemarketing um, to then take up the role of a delegate relationship manager um, on the acute and general medicine conference. So I've always received um, a lot of help um, and support um, from, from, from management, from members of staff, um, other, other colleagues. Um, so I've I've never been never been alone, and I, I think that's always um, something that I I would always lean on and say that's really good about the company that you're never alone. You've always got help, and you can always go to someone. Again, a really crucial point I think when we're talking about attracting new talent who might have masses of transferable skills, but actually the event industry can be quite high pressured, and we can work to quite tight deadlines. And really, I think your point about the mentoring and support and being open and honest to be able to talk about what's working and what isn't working is really, really important in nurturing that new talent and making sure that we retain those skills in the industry while people learn how to get used to some of the pressures that we put on ourselves and put on our colleagues working in in what can be quite a tense environment. So hopefully a word of advice there for any businesses or organisers attracting new talent. Yeah. So it's brilliant to hear you talk so positively about everything that's going well and that you enjoy about your job. 
but there is always part of anybody's job that is not quite as enjoyable as other parts. So what is it for you that you've maybe thought, oh, yeah, that's just not as good as some of the things that I'm doing? Um, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy when the show ends. <laughs> that's what, that's what I would say. I would say I don't enjoy when the show ends. Um, I think, um, the events that I've, um, worked on, um, whether it may be, um, involvement because it's the show I'm working on or whether, um, I'm needed on site, um, as one of the, the theatre managers, um, I don't tend to enjoy the last, uh, say last two hours of the second day um, because that's then when everything's coming to a, a close basically um, so you've you've worked on the, worked on the event um, put in uh, the hard work and the graft and then the last two hours it's now everything's getting you know packed down and everyone's leaving and th that's pretty much it but um, you know depending on the event that you're working on then um, the next day, it might be a bit of a, a quiet day but for you, but um, nevertheless, the week after that, then it's back in, back in and, you know, you start again um, and onto, onto the next year uh, and you start working. So I'd, I'd say that it, it's the last two hours, last two hours of the second day that I don't, that I don't really enjoy just knowing that, right, that's it now, it's, it's coming to an end. Yeah, it's a really well-known phenomenon of post-show blues and really important that we all look after each other in that period of time after a show because it can be quite sad when things are over. I know we're just back off three weeks of back-to-back -back shows um, and whether we've been pulling presenter programmes together for, for live theatres or staffing shows for clients, you always feel really sad at the end of each one and you think, oh, I've put my heart and soul into that for the last six months and now that's all over and, and what do we do now? And we were talking earlier before we started recording about your wedding and you know, it's a similar kind of thing where you put all that time and effort and energy into, into the wedding and you go off on honeymoon and you kind of come back and think, well, what do we happen next? What happens now? What do we do when you're just back to normal? You know, yeah. And I think it's the same for shows where, you know, during that breakdown in a couple of days afterwards, it can feel a little bit sad when everything's over. And I think you just have to look out for each other Think about the next show. Think about what makes you excited and crack on with delivering another great event. Yeah, yeah, it's just a part of the cycle. So during your short time in the industry so far, have you got any funny stories that you can share with us about where you thought things were going wrong, but actually it all turned out okay in the end? Um, I'd say... Uh, well, the, the, best, the best bit is when you go to the event and... Um, the delegates themselves, um, they'll see your name badge um, and then they remember you. And, you know, you, you would have only spoken to that person, say, maybe for five minutes. And it was so long ago. But depending on the conversation that you've had, um, then it's always, it's always nice to be um, remembered. So um, I know that um, the first show um, that I actually went to um, on day one, um, at the end of day one, this was, um, I had a letter um, in the organizer's office um, from a, a group of um, nurses. And they, they basically said that they were looking for me. Uh, they couldn't find me. They wanted to say hi. Um, and they said, hopefully we'll see you um, tomorrow. Um, so that was nice. And, I, I, you know, I, I really did feel good about uh, good knowing that I've made a positive impression. 
Um, and then day two came and um, I got a call on, um, on my mobile from um, a colleague of mine in the office. Um, and they they had said that um, the nurses um, themselves um, actually called the office line uh, just to let me let me know that they're actually leaving now and they're at the entrance. So um, if I could just come and quickly say hi uh, just before they go. Um, so I ran over, said hi, um, asked them if they enjoyed themselves. Um, they said they did, um, said that they're going to be coming along next year, which was great to know that they had a good time. Um, but and, and that was that. But it was just nice knowing that um, everything that I had said to them in regards uh, to the show itself, um, it was all truthful. Um, so everything that I had said that they would receive um, upon coming to the event, they received it. And um, in fact, they then decided that they're definitely going to be coming along the next year. Um, and the, the, ne- the following year came. Um, they attended again, but this time um, they brought more people with them. So that you know, it, it was good to know that it's good. To, it's always good to know that you leave a, a good impression. Um, so that that was really one of the the highlights um, for one of the one of the shows that I've done. Um, and it, there's there's been a there've been a few more. I mean, you'd you'd think to yourself, oh, you you've never met these people before in your life, but um, I've you know, I've received hugs, you know, from people and it was, it was as if um, they were a friend and uh, a friend of mine that I speak to every day, but um, it's only a couple conversations that you've had with these people and because they're so happy, then, you know, they meet and greet you with hugs and it's, that it's really nice, really, really nice to know that what I'm saying is, is, it is truthful and um, everything that they're going to receive in terms of the information, it's there. Yeah, it's so true. I am sitting here, as I so often do, recording podcasts, nodding my head, agreeing with everything you're saying. And uh, it happened to us too. We were just at Auto Mechanica in the last week and we did their exhibitor training day a few months ago. And as we're walking the floor in Birmingham this week, we suddenly heard this Steve, Nicola, Steve, Nicola. And this guy comes running over to us and he'd been at the exhibitor training day and bought a copy of our book. And he said on day one, he'd walked around the show looking at stands saying, they're not getting that wrong they're eating they're on their mobiles I don't know what their message is I don't know what it is that they do and he subsequently went on for his planning and changed a lot about how their stand was set up and the squad that he took with him to the show and it's just really satisfying when you think yeah we think we've got some advice inspiration to share but when you hear somebody's actually acted on that and you're helping them to have a better show and deliver better results and a better ROI it's really really satisfying to know that you've helped and add value so well done to you, definitely, for adding value to your clients and making sure that you're helping them to be better at their jobs. Yeah. So thinking about getting great new talent into the industry, we know a lot of event, event organisers are working really hard with schools and colleges and education to try and go out and deliver the right messages about the event industry and to inspire young people and students to think about event management or apprenticeships and, and coming in, into what is a really vibrant and lucrative industry. What do you think we could be doing better? What could event organisers be telling those students and, and talking about to really inspire great new talent to want to join us? I think it's just uh, reiterating the point that you can't knock it unless you've tried it. If you try it and it's not for you, then fair enough. But you may try it and it just works. 
it 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 just works. Um, so I mean, we've had um, people that again they've had absolutely no experience whatsoever. Um, one one person actually, um, he's a, a, a young guy, um, Ethan. Um, he was actually a chef, um, and he came into uh, the company, um, and it worked for him. So he worked, he started as a delegate sales relationship um, manager as well um, in order to um, invite people along uh, to the show. Um, was fantastic. Um, and now he's in sales. Um, and now he's actually um, um, selling stand space. Um, so again, this is somebody that um, was not on the phones. He was in the kitchen. and he's given it a go and it worked and he's really doing so well. So, I mean, again, what I would say is to stress the point of don't knock it unless you give it a go. Yes. It's all those transferable skills that you talk about having a chef, you know, things like working under pressure, working as part of a team, real attention to detail, all skills that would be really, really relevant in the event industry that we would want to attract and, I think, you know, we're little exhibition geeks and I am never happier than when I'm on a show floor. And for some people, they think it's the industry for them, come in, do a couple of days and realise actually it's not what they thought. But yeah, equally, there are lots of people who've never considered it, come and spend a couple of days at a show and are absolutely bitten by the bug and think, yeah, that's the place I want to be. That's the career and industry for me for the future. So you've been doing some great work in the industry already and it's fantastic that you are recognised as an upcoming star. But what's next for you? What are your aspirations? If you could have any role on any show, what would that be? Um, that's a it's a, a tough one. Um, I think where the show that I'm on now, um, it's con it's considered as I said um, the largest in Europe. So um, I've just started um, on on the show, um, and I've actually taken over. Um, from um, somebody who was on the show for a very, very long time. Um, so they, that person, they are very well known um, uh, in regards to everyone that I speak to. Um, so I think my, my aim is basically to be that person, uh, to be that person that everybody remembers, um, that they know that they can contact me, whether it's uh, good news, bad news, um, and I'll try my best um, in order to provide the best service uh, possible. So um, I, I'd say that my aim, my aim right now, um, is to um, you know make sure that I fill these shoes uh, properly um, and do the best job that I can. So that sounds like a fantastic aspiration and, a, and an approach. But it is really hard when you've got big shoes to fill and you're really conscious that you don't want to let your predecessor down and you want to do a good job for them. But it sounds like you've got off to an absolutely cracking start and you'll be carrying on that legacy that has gone before you. So good luck with that. Hope so. <laughs> so thanks Marlon for a great conversation. It has been really interesting to get some new thoughts and insight. Quite often we speak to people who have been in the industry for a while. So it's really good to hear from somebody who perhaps didn't plan to come into the industry, but uh, hear about their experiences since they joined. So thank you for that. So one final question, since you joined the industry, you'll have met lots of people, but is there anybody who's been 
a real inspiration to you and acted as a, a mentor or given you some great advice that you think would make a good guest for a future episode of the podcast? Um, yes, I mean, I'd say there's, there's a few. I'd, I'd say I'd say that there's a few, um, but again, um, in terms of the roles themselves, um, it's a, a mixture. Um, so uh, the first one I'd I would say um, is my manager, so Michael uh, Gouvier. Um, so he's actually the telemarketing um, and uh, talent acquisitions um, manager, um, and then we've got um, Alex Jones. Um, who is um, the marketing director, um, Sarah Bray, um, which is a group marketing manager. Um, but yeah, I, I, all, all of them, all of those people that I've mentioned, they've definitely um, encouraged me um, in a positive way. So yeah, those would be the people that I would recommend. Wow, so it sounds like you have a fantastic team supporting you there over at Closer Still and great to hear you have so many mentors and so much inspiration around you. So thank you so much for the conversation today, Marlon. It's been really interesting speaking to you. We will watch your career with interest and do keep in touch. We uh, like to see where these, this great new talent goes. So hopefully we will have you back on the podcast for a future episode when you're perhaps event director or sales director for one of the big events. But thank you so much for your time today, Marlon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So an interesting conversation with Marlon there to hear his story about joining the industry. As we said in the conversation, we so often speak to people who have been around for a while and have got some experience. So it was just nice to hear from somebody who is newer in and making their way. And hopefully Marlon didn't sound too nervous as he told us he was uh, he was a little bit anxious prior to recording that, but good to give him the chance to, uh, to speak. So we will be back in a couple of weeks and on the next podcast, we will be talking to Kate Simpson from the Business Design Centre in London. That's a venue that's really well known for its approach to CSR and has been doing some fantastic work in the areas of sustainability and supporting their local community. And I know that as an industry, we're all aware of our impact on the environment in general. And we're all looking at ways to how we can reduce that impact. So it's a really interesting conversation with Kate for event organisers and exhibitors to think about how they can do things differently. So that will be coming up in two weeks. So in the meantime, as always, you can find more inspiration and advice by heading over to www.inspiringexhibitors.com. We are getting some great feedback on The Exhibitionist, the book, from all of you. So thank you for, for your various tweets and emails and calls and texts and everything else that we've had. If we could ask for one thing, it would be if you've bought your book via Amazon, please could you go and leave us a review? We've got a few on there already. So thank you so much to the people that have done that. But it really, really does help us. So if you've read and enjoyed the book, please hop over onto Amazon. It doesn't need to be a long review, um, but just let us know what you think there. And we would really appreciate that. As always, you can get in touch with us via LinkedIn, email or Twitter. We love hearing from you. And if you've got anything that you want us to talk about or anyone you want us to talk to on a podcast, please let us know. But in the meantime, thank you once again for listening and happy exhibitioning. Hop over now to inspiringexhibitors.com to subscribe to our newsletters, blogs and future podcasts keeping you up to date with industry insights. While there, you can also find out more about our new book, The Exhibitionist, Inspiring Trade Show Excellence. Once again, thank you for listening.